This is Agents Influence Podcast. If you neglect the process, both internally or externally, you're, gonna, you're gonna not going to yield the, the product that you want. The process is what makes the product. If you're listening, I would, I would encourage you, you know, shift your mind and begin to embrace certain things. And again, you know, and start to just shift. Okay, think about what the, the experience I want my team to have. Think about the experience I want my, my, my customers to have. Think about the experience I want me as a business owner to have as I, as I you know, wake up every single day. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners, how are you doing today? Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass. I'm telling you what, I know you're listening to this at 1.3, 1.4, maybe on two, but you might want to slow it down because the action today is going to be thick. I'm doing something a little different real quick. Before I announce who's on, because you probably already know, because you probably read it before you click play on the podcast, I know, you already know, but let's make it act like you didn't. Let's make it real exciting. But for the next couple uh, podcasts, you're going to notice that I'm going to be co-hosting these with Wesley Anderson. And since he's such a stud for Agency VA, and he's a stud because he has two agencies, he actually is going to fit on uh, when we do agency intelligence as well, where we bring in just people from inside the agency. So that's why I chose him. Besides the fact, I think you just need to get to know this guy because you see how rock and roll he is. And the person we have on as an actual guest today we don't really need to talk about how awesome he is. 99% of the IA channel knows how know who's who he is. And those 1% are the same people that don't have an AMS system. And I want to introduce you to Mr. Nicholas Ayers. How you doing, Nick? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I, I now need to go AMS shopping because I don't have an AMS. I'm just kidding. No, I'm doing great. <laughs> how are you guys doing? I'm doing good. How about you, Wes? How you doing, man? Dude, I'm as happy as I've ever been. Wes, I appreciate you taking your time, man, to, to co-host these uh, with me. I mean, I just love uh, I love who you are. I love, you know, if any of you guys were at Innovation 19 and you saw Wes speak, you'll understand just what kind of a person he is. He's pure, he's genuine, and he's good. And, and I thought, Wes, you'd be a great person to come on and help. So thanks, man. Well, I definitely appreciate it. If I would have known that Nick Ayers was going to be on the podcast, I would have immediately said, Nope. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I like what you posted that. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I, I always tell him, shut your mouth when you talk to me, Ayers. <laughs> I guess he couldn't talk to you then, though, really. Nicholas? I, I haven't heard Wesley at all today. Is he on the show? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Wesley, you said, yeah, Wesley. Nick, you, you, Nick, you only listen when I'm crying. Hey, so Jason, when hey, I'm crying hey, on the stage, <laughs> that's the only time you listen. Hey, Jason, didn't you say you had a, a co-host? I did. I did. Mr. Wesley Anderson. Wesley, I want to turn it over to you because I think you have some really good questions to really kind of start with. I mean, guy, hey, little listeners, he came prepared. I'm telling you, he came prepared. He started to tell me. I said, hold up, Wes. Don't tell me all. I want to know. I just, I want to learn it as they get it. Go ahead, Wes. He wrote them in crayon. Go ahead. (laughs) I had a VA write them for me, Ayers. Get it straight. Okay. Let me paint the picture of, of, of Wesley J. Anderson and Nicholas Ayers relationship. Picture in your head, Tom and Jerry. Picture in your head, Jerry and 
Newman. Picture in your head, Michael, Scott, and Toby. That paints the picture very, very well of Nicholas Ayers. Nicholas Ayers went back to the early 2012-2010 era of Wes Anderson and decided to make a bunch of comments on my Facebook post. No, he did. I now have a yes, he did. And Nick, are you going to deny that you did this? I would say it was long. It was older than that. But go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) It probably was. So what that created was a grandmother who loves me and is concerned that I'm going to Las Vegas to his conference because of how much (laughs) she believes he hates me. What that creates is a grandma that fears for me to go hang out with this Nicholas Ayers. So all that's fun. All that's great. But let me tell you how we first met. Because before there was Michael, Scott, and Toby, before there was Jerry and Newman, before there was Tom and Jerry, I got to take you to a set of notes that I created. Take it back. Back in 2016, my first time meeting Nick Ayers. And, and here's the deal about notes. I learned this lesson a long, long time ago, and it's, it's extremely powerful. There was this top-level executive, and I read about how even when he meets with a child, he takes notes. And I always wondered, well, yeah, notes are so you can gain knowledge. Notes are so you can refer to them later. But the principle that he shared was, no, notes also are so that the individual that is presenting to you sees that you have automatic validation and valuation of what they're saying so people communicate more clearly when they know you're taking notes. So really, really, really good stuff. So Ayers, June 16th of 2016, this is the true story. I am staring down the barrel of, of getting out of the insurance industry. I hadn't to that day met anybody um, that was selfless, that was innovative mostly, um, and, and that would collaborate, you know, just named the top three things of IOA. Um, I hadn't met any of it and I didn't know much about IOA. So I get on this call with Nicholas Ayers and I've been doing the video game, trying to figure it out on my own, kind of lost. And I asked this guy some questions and generally within two minutes of me asking someone questions, I know right where I stand and right where I need to go. And when I asked the questions to him, even though I love to hate the man, his yes. knowledge was amazing. What he began to share about video was stuff that was so far ahead of his time. He was talking like a tech guy. And we went through, and I, I looked at my notes, we, we went through, and he tactically laid out every part of video quoting. And a lot of it was validation of things I was trying to achieve, but he had no fear in lifting up the hood and showing me the engine of his car and what was going on. And so when we got done, I was used to the normal insurance agent who would do these things potentially, maybe do a quarter of what he did, um, but then you would receive a hefty invoice. When we got done, I would have given an I think I've shared with him before. I would have given him any sum of money that that he would have requested. And he said, no, 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 no. I don't need money. And in fact, let me go ahead and send you the AI files so you can take my logo off them and put yours on it. And that was the moment right there. I knew Nick's my ride or die. Even if he is the Toby to my Michael Scott, that was the moment right there where I was like, I got him. I'm going to, I'm hanging out with this dude. He, he's got his head on straight. 
For any loyal listeners, for any loyal listeners that do not know who Nicholas Ayers is, that's Nicholas Ayers. So um, yeah, I mean, it was probably the worst day of my life because now I have this guy who won't leave me alone. Um, I probably should have charged him, you know, an arm and a leg. But you know, it was uh, it's just yeah, it's just what you do. I mean, we've all been in those situations. I think people, most people listening can can find themselves back at a time in their life when they were in a situation very very similar, whether it was an insurance or whether it was just feeling frustrated. And I, you know, I, I know that I'm gonna in my career as as it goes on, I'm gonna find myself in similar in similar situations. Maybe not to the same extent, but I'm gonna look for help from other people too. So it is what it is, and yeah, I'm I, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it worked out. So yeah, I'm glad that you could be the beta yeah. to my alpha. And, and I love it. And and Nick, so so we're hopping right into it though, because you know I think we're gonna circle and uh, spin in the same circle. Is the innovation? I mean, innovation. I always say innovate all the time too. Uh, innovation is is really uh, a spectacle. It's really I don't even know the word because I've been involved in conferences and conventions and stuff for a long time. And 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 for you guys to see what you guys do, I mean, day and you and all the people behind the scenes. It's been phenomenal. And here we are wrapping it up. So you loyal listeners know we're recording this on the 30th. Just wrapped it up about four days ago. And uh, Nick, are so far, in the since it was over on Saturday, what's the last couple of days been like? Uh, well, I mean, in reality, it's just been a lot of catch-up work. And immediately, so we start planning for our events roughly 18 months in advance. That's when usually when we get the hotel, you know, when you when you have a audience the size that we do, you have to really kind of do your research on where it's going to be and make sure that the venue can hold what you want to do. And then you have the current event, which is you know is is fun. It's a lot of it's a lot of what I call fun stress. It's adrenaline. It's it's lack of sleep. It's just feeling like you know you feel alive. At least I do. Uh, and then Im- immediately that night and the next day, it's immediately one hundred percent into it's taking a little bit of the feedback that we get from the event which is always good and always helpful. When you get a thousand people in a room, there's bound to be some different opinions and that's totally fine. And so we take that advice and we begin to go full bore into the next year, which we, which we've already done really excited. Uh, you know, one of the things we're going to do in 2020 is we're going to totally flip the script a lot. Uh, I, I told, I've told people, you can't call yourself innovation as an event when you do the same thing three years in a row. And now everybody else does the same thing. Good point. Wow. And so we're going to completely uh, reverse format. One of the things that we hear a lot is people, you know, we first had our first event in Anaheim in 2015, roughly 30 people in the room. And one of the things that we hear a lot is, man, I wish I could have been there. Uh, You know, the sense of whatever it was that that happened there. So that's going to be some of the element that we look to create. Uh, We're going to take, we're going to have a week long experience uh, Thursday to over a week, uh, offline, online. Uh, it's gonna, without de- delving too far into it, it's going to be a completely uh, different looking conference. So uh, the challenge and the fun is is found within the challenge of trying to reinvent that and uh, try to go even more outside the box. So we're having fun and, uh, you know, we're, we're hopeful that we can get a thousand agency owners there in San Diego, January 23rd, 24th and 25th. You know what makes you better is that a lot of people try to think outside the box. I heard a guy say the other day, he said, quit trying to think outside the box. He said, get outside the box and then start thinking. Really, really like that. And I think actually better than just being lip service, that's actually what what you guys are doing. You guys are coming together and saying like, let's let's get way out there. Let's reinvent this. Make it to where it's an event, right? It's not a conference. It's not a convention. To where when people look at it, they say, that's an event. That's That's an event. That's different. 
Yeah, in our in our post event surveys, we get a lot of feedback, and for years we've told people have told us what they find to be the most valuable portion of the weekend, and it is you know certain elements, and we hear them from agent one to seven hundred. They tell us almost the exact same thing, and so for me, it pains me because I'm a production guy. I mean, I like I like creating a visual and audio experience that kind of hits the nerves, and so trying to de-emphasize some of that in lieu of what people tell us that they actually like and want is going to be a, it's going to be a gut check for me but you know that's going to be the things that we we try to go back to a little bit and I think it could be uh, I think what we have in mind is going to be uh, equal parts fun educational and still uh, deliver a really cool experience uh, speaking of survey, so when it surveyed all the speakers, just loyal listeners, so you know, Wesley and I spoke. Wes was one, I was two. Did you did you want to mention who was number three as far as best speaker? That what the survey came in. Well, we didn't actually. We, we learned our we learned our lesson after the first two years. Do not do not ask people their opinions on on individual speakers. We used to have people rank them, and that just turned out to be a total cluster. So we we quit doing that, and it's basically advice or opinions. I don't want to know because again. This is when we had 250 people in a room. You know, we had so many different opinions. Now you have a thousand people in the room. It's going to be you'll you'll go nuts if you try to uh, if you if you try to uh, go go in that direction. Unscientific. It was Wes and I. Go ahead, Wes. I well, I want to I want to go back to Nick. You're talking about the top three things. You talked to 700 people. Uh, I want to see if they match up with my top t- three things when I go to these conferences. For me. It is definitely a clear cut. Number one is definitely the networking and the friendships. And that, that's a number one. So trying to achieve that from an event or a conference standpoint, I, I'm i not sure how that's going to be done. I mean, I, I feel like uh-huh. my... my okay, I'm excited to hear that. I, I feel like my friendships and some of my networking that, that took place actually were cultivated outside of the event when we went and played basketball. Yep. That was a big deal. When we drove True. to basketball, we had the top down on the Mustang. Stacy Cholas is just a straight-up gangster, and I'm a little oh, nervous gee. of her on the court. She's freaking awesome. But just like getting to see these people outside of their element, it helped with the networking and the friendship. Yep. And so I, I think constantly pushing – because it probably wasn't comfortable for some people to come play ball. I mean, for me, obviously, you know, going down low, having a shack type body, you know, banging down low. Unbelievable. Yeah, just getting all the boards I can. Like for a guy like me, yeah, simple. But there's other people <laughs> that I know, you know, some people left on crutches, you know? And so like, but that pretty tough. He tried to play down low. <laughs> yeah, he, he tried to come down low with me. I freaking took his ankle out. But that to me is 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 a strong part of these events. How do you articulate, strategize, or specifically help that to happen? Yep. Uh, well, I can't go into too much details because it'll it'll blow some of our big reveal. And I know Cass is listening. I don't want him to steal our ideas. Um, but basically, <laughs> but basically uh, it, it, you're right. It's a lot easier when you have 120 people, 250 people to really craft those networking times and have intentional times around it. That's why with it's it's harder to do when, as the crowd gets larger, right? It's just harder to do. You've only got so many hours in the day. There's only so much you could break up. And the venue is a limitation, right? You, you only have so many rooms in a in a hotel to split things off between. But that's why we're doing kind of an offline, online experience for a week. Uh, we want people to feel like, number one, it's, you know, 
it's a conference that uh, costs significantly less than most others in in, in its category. I, I'll, I'll call it. And two, it uh, it's going to encompass a uh, a fully a fully online offline experience to where you are doing those uh, that relationship building that networking. You know we. It's going to be something that we've we've put thought into, and I think we have some really good ideas. Now, we try to pilot things every year. Two years ago, we piloted the sneaks. People loved them. Uh, this year, mm-hmm. we piloted a pre-conference. Like so every year, we're piloting new content. Which I loved that, by the way, Nick. That pre-conference was legit. Yeah. I, really I heard that from a lot that. of people. I heard for that from a lot of people. It was really, really good. So, you know, every year we're looking at doing new things. Again, you can't call yourself innovation if you don't try to think of different uh, different things. And so we feel like on paper with kind of what, we're, what we have ideas, and I could talk to you guys a little bit more about it uh, offline if you'd like, but it's, gotcha. uh, it's, it's going to be something that if it plays out, that I think it will be a really, really cool factor to, uh, to the whole week. So the one thing that I took away, now this is serious, this is great, and I was excited about this, regardless of the great separator and the data people process, one thing I heard a lot of people say in the group so far since then is I took away this, this, or this, you know, and they're given their top two or three. And a lot of the times the word process I'm seeing, I'm being seen, you know? Yeah. And then, and it's really exciting because that's one of the things we really truly lack as independent insurance agents. And it seems like just the constant beat of that over the last year, two years, three years in the industry, it's really great to see these agency owners hear these processes from these other agency owners and say, wow, I can do this. Right. And I think that's a really exciting part. I can, uh, I can riff on this for hours. This is kind of a pet peeve of mine. So, I mean, it's no secret that, you know, aside from being an agency owner, I'm also a marketer. And one thing that bothers me is, I, I think what we've seen is we've seen kind of this gold rush of people saying, you know, wanting to learn marketing, want to learn marketing, I want to learn marketing. How do, you, how do I get leads? How do I get business? How do I blah, 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 blah. Let me pay for this. Let me pay for that. Let me sign up here. Let me sign up there. But I think what people are experiencing is they're experiencing the other side of the coin. If you can generate, let's just say you can generate leads, but you have no process. I, I hit I hit on this on Thursday. The best lead with zero process is a crappy lead. Damn right. The the worst lead, the worst with a fantastic process. I'm talking sales, back end, the whole gamut. The 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 worst lead can be your best opportunity with a fantastic process. And so so many people think. Well, I need more leads. I need more leads. I need more leads. I need to build my business. Tell them. Well, if you don't have a process on the back end, and I think that's the pain point that people are feeling is you know they're they're generating, they're getting these opportunities, but they don't have any system. And, and look, I'm, I need to refine my own process. Right. Like I don't yeah. think you ever, I don't think you ever need to get to the point where you're done with it. But you know, you we have so many people who are like, I want to, I want this, I want that, I want to do this, I'm going to do that. But then they don't have any, they don't have any infrastructure. They don't have the the frame set. They don't have the steel beams in place that handles the load of what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, uh, more leads doesn't fix a bad process problem. <laughs> it, it actually makes it worse. It amplifies it because you don't have anything on the back end to kind of make this thing actually work and make it profitable. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pet peeve of mine because I see both sides of the coin as a marketer and as an agency owner who needs to have that infrastructure in place. Like you could pull like five or six quotes out of that that just would drop bombs on Vietnam. I'm telling you right there. Go, Wes. I got to get on this. Let me tell you, straight up, I get asked the question often, you know, why is the tech sector just 
blowing forward, going crazy and growing, you know, trending upwards, just make it simple. And and not trying to be rude to insurance, but why is it trending downwards? And you can blame, blame Obamacare, uh, you can blame the agents, you can blame whatever you want. But one thing that I believe wholeheartedly that Nick just hit on is there's when someone says process, immediately these these individuals that mitigate risk all day long, they analyze the process too much. And it's going to get said over and over, right. they get the analysis paralysis, and they don't do yeah. anything. That's but right. why the tech world moves forward is because they will drop a product and we can we can call that product a process. That word is interchangeable. They drop that first product without fear, understanding it's not going to be perfect, calling it a beta test and seeing what happens. Like and a takes. true marketer, a true innovative person, they know that their first round is going to hurt and it's going to sting. But they also know that when they were a kid, when they grew physically, it hurt. It always hurts to grow. So it's it's imperative as it pertains to process to not fear it. Don't get the analysis paralysis. If you want to write it on a napkin, do it. I love what Ayers does. He'll get on his little, by the way, his is called, his computer's called a surface. My computer's called a predator. So I don't know if that says anything about either of us, but at, <laughs> at any rate, he'll get on his little, his little dainty surface and he'll draw it out and he'll, put it up there and it's ugly and it's gross and it it sucks, but it's something. And then he just throws it to the wolves mm-hmm. and, and dropping. And I, and I write this, I have it written on the wall. I taped it up, dropping that MVP. And that's what the tech world continually says, minimal viable product. Well, we need a minimal viable process. That's what Ooh. we need. And then you evolve it and you let it grow. Don't, don't be afraid, but you can get some of Ayer's top notch, YouTube leads. I mean, the best, the best leads that I've seen to date. But if you don't have a system behind it, like you should just pick up the phone book. Like you, you, you got it. But you, but anything is better than the nothing that most have. And don't be fearful. And 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 utilize these groups to to get some ideas. Um, more often than not, what I'm doing in my calls in the day is I just I open up my screen and I and they copy and paste a lot of my processes. And, I, and I'm fine with that because if I can start getting people to drop MVPs, evolve the process that they have, we're all just going to collectively rise. So, and, and process is the key to outsourcing, right? It, you you, you got to have a process. I mean, you just can't just throw it. I mean, yes, you need to have it internally, but you need to have that process externally as well. And I think it's kind of like I said, uh, I, I always have to think about this because I just actually kind of said it when I was on the stage for the first time that just came out was, it's not ironic that big companies, large companies, whether you're wanting to be big or not, you're always wanting to grow. Large companies um, have a lot of processes, you know, and was it the process that made the business big or was, did it get big and then created the process? The process came first. And so I think we need, we can learn a lot from that. And I, I, I'm so happy that we're finally talking about this. It's like, oh my gosh, this is exciting because here's the thing that, that where we lack if we're going to be independents and we're going to brand ourselves differently and we're not going to stand behind one brand, that's okay. But when we, but the thing we have to realize is that we take away from that brand, from that customer expecting us. 
People go to McDonald's even though they know that it's unhealthy for them. They go there because they got 30 minutes, it's lunchtime, and they know what to expect. They know that they're going to get the same thing whether they're in Texas, whether they're in Utah, whether they're in Illinois, or over there in Vacaville. It doesn't matter. It's not, it doesn't really matter. And that's what's important to them. And so that's what the, that's the edge we lose as independent agents a little bit. And push back on me, Nicholas West. Am I wrong? Does that make sense? I, I, when you said McDonald's, you got to watch the movie Founders on Netflix. You got to, and I don't know what his name is in the movie, but he's Ron Swanson. Yeah, I know who Ron it is. Swanson. I watched it. I watched it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You remember he's standing on the blacktop. And he has chalked out yep. where the fry cook is, where the hamburger cook is. And on he the spends tennis the court. Whole day, yep, on the tennis court, building out that process. I mean, and that's making a hamburger. And if he has that you use one hand to make a cheeseburger, he ain't bringing any two-hand rogues into his McDonald's. Like, you're a one-hand cheeseburger maker. That's right. Like, that's his process and his system. Now, can he evolve? Yes. But it is the process, not the quality of their food. Because if you've eaten there, the quality is excellent. But the process is consistent. That's right. And that's like when I saw that movie, The Founders, and I saw that specific part, Mm -hmm. I immediately shut it off and began writing down exactly how we're quoting. Whether if it's my mom that calls in, whether if it's one of Nick's YouTube leads that calls in, uh, whether it's a referral source, we have a systematic process. And then I went in our conference room and we spent hours going over it. It was written down. Like I just did exactly what Ron Swanson did, except for I didn't get on a ladder and go to a tennis court. Good, but good point. The process is imperative. Nick. Yeah, I mean, I think the process is both internal and external. I mean, I think about you know the pro. We we immediately label the process as technology. We immediately, you know, if you're doing like the uh, the word association game, we automatically think, okay, I need automation. I need this. I need that. I need blah blah blah. And in reality. You know, the process, I believe, has to start internal. I mean, it has to start with the mindset shift that says, okay, I'm going to think about my business differently, right? I, so I don't get overwhelmed with what I have to do on the on the external. You know, if you neglect the process, both internally or externally, you're gonna you're not going to yield the, the product that you want. The process is what makes the product. And so that's, that's, right. both, that's, a, that's both from an individual standpoint and a business standpoint. And so you can, again, you can do all the, all the gold that you want, but... All it's going to do is amplify the problem or the solution that's already in place. And so if you're listening, I would I would encourage you, shift your mind and begin to embrace certain things. And again, people will say, well, I, I, I don't know where to begin with. Do I get active campaign reviews? Get out of the weeds. Get out of the weeds, you know, and start to just shift. Okay, think about what the, the experience I want my team to have. Think about the experience I want my, my, my customers to have. Think about the experience I want me as the business owner to have as I as I you know, wake up every single day, right? Don't, and, and there are going to be seasons that are good. And there's going to be seasons that are bad. I will admit right now that the season that I'm in with my agency is rather challenging. It's one that I have to correct, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to discard the process that I have to go through because I know on the end, if I will have the right mindset, if I'll do the right things, then I'm going to yield the right product. And so whether it's me, you know, investing in myself and learning, whether it's me getting around, humbling myself and getting around others and say, you know what, 
I'm not doing such a good job here. You know, I think social media amplifies, makes us all look like we're, we're great. You know, we have, we all have the same struggles. You know, it's humbling myself and saying, you know, how do I fix this? How do I get better here? What can I do that, that, that will take me from a, I might be a 10 in some areas, but in some areas I'm a two. That's right. How do I go from a two to a five, from a five to a seven? Or negative. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, how do I lift the lid? Because you're only going to, you're only going to collectively go to the, to whatever the ceiling is. And I can't expect those around me in the process. I can't expect the systems that I have. I can't expect them to be a 10 when I'm a five. And so I have to work on myself. I have to work on my own mindset and my own process internally and externally in order to get the product that's going to be on the other side of the road there. That's right. And actually, John C. Maxwell says it's called the law of effectiveness, and it's actually called the law of the lid. And it basically says that you are only effective as a leader is to the equal of the effective of the education and the self-improvement you give yourself. It goes right to what you're saying there. I mean, this is not like something that kind of happens. This is a law, and it is true what you're saying, Nicholas. If you if you invest in yourself, that see, sometimes like it's a lot of lip service, but people don't realize like, that's a law like gravity. Like that happens. That that's the way that that it works. So you are so right in what you're saying, Wes. You got anything? To, Wes, was that not good? Was that good, Wes? Oh, dude, it's it's brilliant. I think one of the things that Nick hit on is sometimes when you think of process, the other parody or trigger word is automation. And then when you go down farther into the rabbit hole of process automation, then you get into the the technology. And interesting story that that I experienced is. You know, being that technology is my world and where I came from, that's that's the resource that I go to for every problem that I face as an agency owner. But it wasn't until I thought outside of that that I was truly able to help my agency. I had kind of run the gamut with leads. I had run the gamut of quotes that we had lost. This was a couple of years ago. Um, and I had a database that I was staring at of 3,000 people that we had either quoted and not one, or that we had uh, potentially had as a client and they left us, but we had large, large data. I mean, just data that gets me all amped. So I started thinking of all these technological processes to fix it. And I'm in the middle of recreating the will. I mean, I have the tendency for anyone that knows me, I don't stick to a uh, automation platform or a software for that long because I get super bored. Um, But I'm like trying to create it. I'm trying to access and leverage this data. Well, what I did for my process, because it was like an aha moment, I'm sitting there, I'm griping to my dad about it. You know, dad, this is what's going on. I got 3000 people. He's eating a sandwich. He's got it all over his face. He just looks (laughs) at me. He's like, what, why don't you pick up your phone? I'm like, what do you mean? Pick up my phone. He's like, well, you got 3000 people that at one point were interested in your product that were, that you have their data pick up your phone. Boom. And so because I have the tendency to leap first and look later, this is how I got, I already had VAs, but this is how I got crazy in the VA game. I got 10 virtual assistants that night. And what I did is I stuck them. Yeah. I stuck them in that list of 3000 people and I knew my numbers. I knew a virtual assistant could make 500 calls a day and they're not going to whine to me about it. And all I had them do I mean, so freaking simple is of those 3,000 people, it was just a round robin. We attacked that data. They called, called, called. They would verify the data. Oh, hey, Nicholas Ayers, do you still have the 05 Mercedes Benz? Well, yeah, I do. Okay, do you still have the 03 Lexus? Well, yeah, I do. Inevitably, Nicholas Ayers is like, well, who the freak are you? 
what the heck is going on? At which point the virtual assistant would say, you know what? We're just trying to qualify you and see if we can get you better discounts. I actually got all the information I need here. I have John Smith. He can take you to that next level of, of qualifying you for discounts. John, representing the agent. Boom, live transfer to the agent. So our agents just sat there and, and we took that, that huge gold mine of 3,000 people, but it was because we picked up the phone. The process was something that everyone else was saying, you know, the phone is dead. The phone is gone. And I said, well, I, I can't fix this technologically. So in my process, I'm going to find someone or something that will make 500 calls individually. And then I'm going to amplify that by 10. And then we're going to go crazy. And it didn't matter our lead quality. We just exploded. But a process, automation, don't get lost and think that it's only technology. It can often be the thing that you think is terribly ineffective. A lot of insurance agents don't want to pick up the phone anymore. They just don't. So we should. When others don't, go do it. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice, the ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you, what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this, crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice, we're more than just talk. Cast approved. Wesley, it's... It's, it's the number one thing I teach. It really is. I mean, I teach whenever I teach my, my producer class, which the way guys is coming out July 1st, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. What I, what I got going on <laughs> prospecting and the whole producer course being built right now. But what, what I think I always want to explain to them is, is that if you want immediate leads, you want to set an appointment right now, there's no better way than the phone. Uh, now, now I'm talking specifically commercial insurance here, but if I if if you start doing all your blogging and your video marketing, except for maybe Nick, because Nick Nick's pretty ninja on this stuff, I, I and let's go like start today. I'll have three or four appointments in the next three or four days, as opposed it may take you a little bit of time. And so that's I just posted I just posted in IAOA just a photo that I that I that just came to my mind as we saw this. You know, it's the phone and it's the sticker on the phone that says "Pick me up, I make you money." It's the original yes. OG of the <laughs> of the of the marketing retargeting game. Yeah. Everybody, I have, if I had a, if I had a dime for every person who said, "Show me how to do retargeting," <laughs> uh, you know, then then I then I'd be good. But you know, the the OG of that space is just pick up the phone and call them. That's retargeting at its yeah. finest. I'm telling you, I I mean, 
that's where I make my money. If I now I only go after in my agency, I don't sell. I don't go after the big whales. That's my job is to go up to the big whales and bring it in. When I go after big whales, I do it through cold calling, and I don't cold call. You know, it's a warm call because I know how to use LinkedIn and meet other people and make connections. But it's the it's the phone. It's the phone. Do I use other things? Yes. And I want to kind of turn it to that real quick, guys. Let's Nick. I want to talk about this with you because everybody knows. And if you don't, he's a guy made for look marketing. He said that he is an agency owner, but he is also a marketer made for li- or made you look marketing. Excuse me. Um, you guys need to go check. The one time you get one of our companies right by name. I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I was just I thinking know. that in my head. I, know. I was I know. thinking that very You know who else gets on to me? Chris. Chris Langill does. He's like, dude, it's advisor evolved, not advisors. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I swear. See, now it makes it funny. And when I say it, it makes people think like, oh, he said it wrong. I'm just trying to get their their name in your head. Are we on the are we on the grow are we on the grow podcast? <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, if we're just gonna just like blatantly uh, call stuff the wrong thing, so you have this video marketing program, and and I have it as well because uh, number one, I'm gonna invest my money in anything that you put out, regardless. (laughs) And so, I really think that it's really, really awesome, and and I want to talk about a part of it because yes, you go through the video marketing, you show how people how to do make videos and stuff, and it's amazing the things that I'm learning that I've never done and I've never thought about, and and I really notice how you hammer home with scripts. Script is really big for you. I've noticed you've been using that a lot, but I want to talk about this other crazy shit you've been doing, and it's this. This YouTube marketing, dude, like you're setting commercial leads, life leads. You're like, oh yeah, today, um, in the next two or three days, guys, I think I'm going to go after uh, retargeting commercial leads in California. And everybody's like, oh yeah, sure, Nick. And then like, boom, boom, you got screen shares. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Here's seven of them. And we're sitting here going, what the hell? And then the next day you come out and you're like, oh yeah, here's uh, here's my script that I used and, and here, use my templates and everything. And I'm like, geez, Louise, you're a machine. How are you doing this in a simple form, obviously, but you, why is no one, I don't see anybody doing this in any industry. Now, maybe I'm just need to get out a little bit, but dude, what is need this? To get out a little what bit. is yeah. this, bro? So no, it's, it's completely a uh, snake oil. No, it's, uh, <laughs> what, so this is why, this is why I emphasize. So to me, marketing has nothing to do with Facebook. It has nothing to do with YouTube. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. I take inspiration and I take direction from old school copywriters, you know, from the sixties and seventies, you know, people that had to write like subscription newsletters door to door. And you had to like actually get people interested based on what you wrote and and how you said it. And so for me, that's why marketing to me is all about copywriting and scripting on video. And so, you know, the people buy and they, they, you generate interest within people based on the words that you say and the, you know, the, the triggers that you pull. And so, you know, if it's like right now I'm going to work on a Medicare one. I don't do Medicare. I don't do half the stuff we do on commercial that we generate leads for, but it's, you don't need to know that because all I need to know is, and this is where I have many conversations with people who do this, these things like for Medicare or for different lines of commercial insurance. It's all about, okay, tell me exactly who the client is. Tell me, what they're interested in. Tell me what they hate. Uh, there's a, you know, I would recommend, and I'm going to find it here while, while I talk, but there, I, this is the best marketing advice you could. There's a, uh, the, the best 
marketing I ever lesson I ever got was 27 words. And you can look this up. It's a special report by Blair Warren. Uh, look this up online. This this will encapsulate. If you will understand this, you can understand marketing, whether it's direct mail, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, whether it's door-to-door. doesn't matter what it is. If you understand this concept in 27 words, it's this. People will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, ally their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help them throw rocks at their enemies. If you will, and there's in 27 words, there's so much meat in that 27 word sentence that if you will understand those concepts, how do I throw rocks at the enemies of the people that I want to reach? Not not literally, of course, but the, the, and and the enemy doesn't have to be the competition. The enemy could be the, uh, the enemy within. It could be the, the, the fears that they have, the insecurities, the things that, uh, they fight against the injustices. It could be a number of different things. How do I encourage their dreams? How do I justify their failures? If you will understand those concepts, that to me is marketing. Persuasion is marketing. When I can convince somebody, I can persuade them to give me a dollar when they otherwise would not want to give me a dollar in exchange for a value or service, that's the that's the bare meat of, of marketing. So you know, when it comes to YouTube, that's why on our YouTube ads, I tell people if it looks like an ad, it gets treated like an ad. And by looking like an ad, I mean music, transitions, cuts, fancy editing, all those things. Do yourself a favor. Do none of that if you want to generate leads. If you're trying to go direct response and get leads and opportunities, don't don't make it look like an ad. Simply focus on the words that you say and figure out how you can encourage their dreams Figure out how you can justify their failures. Figure out how you can ally their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help them throw rocks at their enemies. You do those things, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, direct mail, any other form of marketing, at a booth at your local tomato festival. You do those things, you're going to generate opportunities. Wow. I got a question for you, Ayers. So I can sit and talk with you. Um, we can go, We can talk about video marketing. We can talk about whatever. I'm a... I'm a tactician. I love to hear how you're doing it. And then I like to put my spin on it. I like to hopefully share value with you. But I don't believe that the majority of the audience that, that I communicate with the virtual assistant stuff with Agency VA, I don't believe they are tacticians. I believe that they like the idea of, okay, yeah, Nick, you know, and I know, and based on the words that you just said, you're king marketer. So because you're king marketer, rather than me learning about it, like I just want to slap my logo on it and then you have the script and then go. So I know a lot of your course is educational, but is there any part of you or something that uh, you think to be effective of maybe an a la carte type option that says this video is working in the commercial lead generation space? We will do this, this and this. All we need you to do is literally get your camera phone out, read this, and then send it back. Is that just not a profitable venture? Or Good what question. would be the reasons by which you wouldn't do that? Because I I feel like me and you, we're the minority. Like I don't you ever did that to me? I'd be your I, I would think you're patronizing me. I'd be upset with you. I'd be like, no, no, no. I want to bring it my way. I want to learn. Like, let me learn from you. But, but you're not they, like everybody else, bro. No, yeah. no. I'm the yeah. I am the the glaring minority. That's so, right. What's the reasoning, Nick, behind not having, you know, more of an a la carte, more of a, is it the valuation is too low? That's maybe something that just hit my head that the insurance agent would have on it for the time that's required to do it. 
I don't know. I'm just really. Are you asking why? Yeah, I I'm curious. I'm, I'm why curious like why. Done for you. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, it's not not that there wouldn't be. Right now, there's not only because it's only because I have only so many infinite resources. There's only so many time, so much time in the day for me, and uh, also because I think that that because there's so much limited time due to supply uh, supply and demand. I don't know that I would be able to price it at a place that uh, would make sense to most agency owners. That's not something that maybe as I get better with VAs, as I as, as that, that's I, what I was just saying. You want, my you want twenty VAs? Let's make this happen right now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's like he's like selling yeah. stereos out of his out of the trunk of his car. I found the pain uh, point and I fixed it. Boom, my job. I, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic that the guy the white guy from Utah said he was a glorying minority. Um, so the, no, it's just a matter of it's a matter of time right now. As I refine my processes, I think that's that's an offering that can come down at the end. But you know, I enjoy teaching. I really enjoy teaching. Uh, it's something I I like to do. I like to take people from a baseline of zero and try to get them up. So in our in our program, without hogging my program, it's, I know that's not what this is about. Uh, without hogging, no, no, I want to hear it. We want to hear. So it. I mean, we 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 offer the paint by number setup for a lot of those funnels, but I also try to get people. I tell people when we're on calls, when we're doing discovery calls for our program, I tell them, look. The done for you stuff, the the paint by number, it's all there. But really, a win for me that helps you get wins. But a win for me is to where you get to a place where you're where you're thinking outside the box. Cliche uh, inserted, where you're thinking outside the box and you're thinking, okay, even though he doesn't have a training on this, I now know enough to where I can write my own script based on the frameworks. I know that I can go after this based on the frameworks, based on what I know works and what doesn't work. And so that's kind of how I define a win for our students. The, the the paint by number stuff it's all there they can they can take advantage of it as they come into the program and we add new stuff you know once or twice a month as an example we're adding the Medicare one I'm then going to go to auto dealerships because I think there's a pretty cool strategy for people who want to insure auto dealer auto dealerships I think there's a cool strategy that uh, that I'm I'm toying around with wait 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 um, to insure the auto dealership itself yes oh wow yeah 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 that's one of our niches that we're developing for our new producer. I was talking with uh, somebody in our course and he said that that's what, you know, he said the average revenue on that's like 75 to 150 grand, depending. Oh, on yeah. I said, well, I think this is the strategy is not too far off from other things. And so I think from a script standpoint, from an offer standpoint, the most important part of, it, of marketing is a script. The most important, the two most important parts of the script is the offer and the call to action. So if we, I think we can craft a really good offer with a very clear call to action that will uh, really attract that stuff. So I'm excited to to drop those. Four people in our program here in the next you know month or so, but I just think that if you you know to answer your question, Wesley, once I kind of get my my systems, my processes refined, then I think that's something that could roll out you know later on. Well, I I think that the average person that's hearing you talk, Nick, like when I hear you talk, yeah, I think a turd is talking, but a lot of the stuff you're sharing, <laughs> I mean, it's just going, it goes right over their head because you do hit it at such a deep level. So I believe, and I'm not hawking your program is either. So, so I don't, I, I want to make that clear. Yeah, you're not even in. Yeah, I'm coming in, in here yeah. shortly. So I'm not in it right now. Yeah. Let, let the, let the record show. I feel uh, <laughs> from the, the, the Michael Scott, Toby relationship that we have and you're, you're Toby Flenderson in every part of that. And I'm always Michael Gary Scott, but I feel like <laughs> if the MLM program, your, your video program to get MLM, made you look marketing. MLM. My goodness gracious, you guys. Am I that bad at branding? Uh, I'm just that stupid. So stay with me here. 
I just I there is that. <laughs> I believe the the moment that uh, you get the process to find on just you know my course is my course, but before you do my course, plug into this one, get your feet wet, and understanding this is still just a process. So you're not going to strike gold on the first time. You know, you put the pan in the water. It's going to take some time, but let's get your feet wet because I think that these insurance people in the in the mitigation of risk that they do daily. They look at something new, which is video marketing, and instead of running at it and being amped and excited, they're fearful. And so I think to eliminate that fear, if you have something like this is just generating X amount of lead at, at car dealerships, uh, we literally just need you to read the script and do it. It's going to cost you this much. If you want to move forward, our course is going to help you be a freaking wizard. I talk to people every day who are nervous about being on camera, and I always ask them. I try to again get into the again. It works in sales as well. They'll do anything if you encourage their dreams, justify their failures, they lie their fears, blah blah blah. You know, if you will, and this that, that works in sales, by the way. And so, yeah, I could if, see that. That's good shit. I if, like that. If you, I mean, so I talk to people, and they're like, "Well, I don't want to be on camera. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> I don't know what to say." And, and again, it's a valid completely about it's it's unknown it's new but if you will wrap your mind around the fact that you know let, let we have the super bowl coming up next week okay how much money does it cost budweiser to put a 30 second spot on a commercial on the super bowl 10 million 20 million a, a lot a lot of millions lots right yeah and so we have the ability at our fingertips to and, and they're broad market, right? Not I don't drink. I don't drink. I've never had beer in my life. I've never had a drop of alcohol in my life. I am not the target market for them. Now, they've spent millions of dollars to tell me that their beer is awesome. What if I what if you could, you know, in this day and age, get in front of your ideal customer, your ideal prospect, your ideal client with the right offer, with the right message? And what if you could do it for pennies? Would that be attractive? We live in a day where this is the new television, our cell phone. We live in a day where everybody has access to tell their story, has access to generate opportunity, has access to brand themselves, has access for literally almost nothing in comparison, for sure, to get in front of the right audience. And if we will begin to think of our businesses, if we will begin to think of ourselves as, and, and this is a weird mindset, this is a mindset. If you will think about your business, and what you do as bigger and better than the Super Bowl, then you will that that kind of mindset will trickle down to everything you do. I had a mentor when I was uh, 13, 14, 15 years old, a guy who who uh, really kind of poured into my life and helped me develop different leadership uh, skills and, and and practical you know information. And that's something he drilled into me. He said, if we will think about what we do as bigger than the Super Bowl. Then, if we have that mindset, then everything follows, right? There's a spirit of excellence that transcends and that is it penetrates everything we do. It penetrates the processes. When you think of your business as bigger than the Super Bowl, then your process is going to be in line with that mindset. When you think about your business as bigger than the Super Bowl, then the way that you train your team, your staff, the way that they talk to your customers, it will it will permeate the entire organization when you have that right mindset. And so the same is no different when we are thinking about how do we get in front of our audience? Well, use your phone, get get creative. We live in a day and a, and a time where it's never been easier. And I'll tell you that the window is, is, is not going to be open forever. You know, what you have available to you now will not be available. Costs will go up. 
and things will evolve and things will be different. So now is the time. It's the gold rush. And, and you don't get any gold when you don't put your pan in the water. That's just the way it is. Right. And so, but you got to, you got to balance it with the right process. You've got to balance as much time as focus as I put in my marketing. I have to, I can only give enough time to that as I'm willing to give equal time to how I build the back end. Ayers, right. I, I, I want to do a video for your, for your company. I'm not going to try to say the name because um, you're just going to make fun <laughs> of me. Tough. So I'm just not even going to go there. You'll just tease me. I had a girl okay. in our office that wouldn't do a video. She was afraid of how she looked. She was afraid of how she sounded. Um, it was a big, big deal. And I'm, you know. Is she in sales? Uh, no, no. She's just our, she's, she's head of everything. She's our head manager. So I was telling her, like, you're running the office. If you're not doing it, it's hard for me then to share that message to sales. But I want sales service. I want everyone on video. Anyways, she was explaining her concerns and her, just all of her fear. And what, what ended up happening is she all of a sudden needed to raise $10,000 over, it wasn't overnight, it was over like a two-week period for her autistic son who had written a book. And I said, I'm going to do a case study for you. And I love her. And I would do anything for this woman because she she's excellent. She's a huge part of our office. And I said, I'll tell you how you do this. And she said, well, what, 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 so you're going to get, do some technology, you know, write something. I said, no, you get on camera and you talk about your autistic son. Yeah. That's all you yeah. got to do. You get on camera. And she's like, well, I won't. And I, and Wes, we got to do a script and there's only so many hours and I got to get this done. And I said, we're not doing a script. And I said, I'm going to sit down with you. We're going to go into my office. We're going to use my camera phone. I just want you to talk to me about your autistic son and you have 45 seconds. And I said, you get one take, you get one shot, and then I'll do the rest behind the scenes. And I told her, trying to be smart and help my business and help, you know, this woman, if this goes well and this video works, like you got to start pushing video within our office. Well, she got on the camera. She began to talk about her autistic son and this book that he wrote and how she needs 10,000 more dollars to get it published and blah, blah, blah. And it was a beautiful video. Very, very awesome. There were there was a lot of ums. There was a lot of uhs. Her makeup wasn't perfect that day. I don't think she dressed, you know, and prepared to come to camera, get on camera. But it was by day three, she was at forty five hundred dollars. Um, by day nine, she had hit her ten thousand, and she had tried for many, many months prior to that all different kinds of approaches. But nice. speaking on camera. And getting out of her comfort zone, she was able to achieve that. Now, the end game of that story, she still won't get on camera. That sucks. But the power of video is real. And I told her, I said, your friends, your family will blast that all over Facebook. And people will feel the love that you have for your child in 45 seconds. And they'll drop 10 bucks to help him publish his dream and, his, and, and the book that he wants. So the power of video, I mean, we can, you can, you can move mountains with it, but you got to get away. You got, you got to get like, why do you think that you are so important and that your looks really people care about? They don't like, just don't be fearful and go at it. And like big things happen. But Nick, I'll, I want to put that on your uh, site as a testimonial because it was a big deal. Well, and you know, here's the thing. Um, also, kind of going back to what you were saying, Wes, earlier is that uh, one of the things that I purchased um, from from Nicholas was their video service because that's what stops me. What stops me is is I don't now not getting into the scripts and stuff, but just randomly having video. 
I have so much video that I shoot of myself throughout the day. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it's probably a little bit scary, actually. But I, I shoot video everywhere I go, talking to myself. I find that hard to believe. And yeah, I mean, I, I do. But you know what? I don't ever have time to put it together. And so then, and then Nicholas, yeah, baby shark. And that was pretty good. <laughs> Nicholas was able to, Nicholas said, Cass, here's what I got for you. And so now he does some of the basic. Now I have to tell you, I've slacked in the last two or three weeks because I've been preparing for innovate the great separator and all that, but I am now right back at it because that's, that's, I told Nick, that's what stopped me is I don't have time to edit. And I like to edit. I really do. It's just for me, it takes like two, three, four hours sometimes. And I'm just being real. I don't have that time. And so uh, that's that's another service that he does provide, Wes, is that not only do you get the course, but if you'll actually just start recording, you can just send it to them and they will then piece it together. The more dis- I found yeah. out, that, uh, Nicholas, the more descriptive we get, obviously, when we send it over, the better the quality of what you're wanting, right? Some agents just think, oh, I just send it over and it comes back looking like Nicholas's videos. No, it doesn't, okay? Yeah, of course. I mean, so we we were able to hire a team, thanks to, actually, thanks to Wes, uh, an agency VA, we hired a team of video editors. So that is something we offer both uh, within the program and outside of the program. So if people, people, that was one of the big obstacles. People would say, well, I'm okay with being on camera, but man, just like you said, it's really, really challenging I don't have time to do the editing. And not only that, I don't have time to learn how to do it. Fantastic. Let's take away the obstacle. Let's take away the objection and let's just get this done for you. So our goal is to get more people creating content. Our goal is to get more people telling their story. Our goal is to get more people creating direct response advertising, you know, tangibly and intangibly. So why don't we then just offer a product and service to where you, you just, all you got to do is upload it and fill out an instructional form, give my team the instructions and they'll turn that bad boy back to you within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, and so, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you offline to make sure you know you got more. Keep, keep them coming. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, I know, I for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, we're almost at an hour, and we don't have to shut her down. But Wes, did you have some uh, other notes that you wanted to talk about? I wanted to talk about more industry things, but we could go any which way on that. So, anything you have? Any thoughts on anything? No, I, I'm excited. I, I hope that for. You know, this upcoming year in 2019, I hope that that something people consider is is to not be fearful of things like virtual assistants and automation and video marketing. I hope if you know you take the 30,000 point view, like like look at a big dummy like me who's running two agencies. Like if I can do it, it can be done. And so, and it's not because intellectually there's anything going on in my brain, as Ayers will attest. But I, there is one thing that I do have is I'm not afraid. You just go at it, you know, punch insurance in the mouth, punch the industry in the mouth, like just go like face your fear. If you're fearful, if it's something that you're afraid of, hit it harder. And so I think virtual assistants, I think automation, I think video marketing, they're, they're going to be around here for a second. We're going to have it here for a couple of years. So test the waters. But don't be afraid. Don't get analysis paralysis. Don't hide. Like there's a lot, like all these people have so much to offer if they would just try and not be fearful. And all these agents have so much talent, but it's just don't be afraid and acknowledge in your head. Okay, what Ayers just said, that sounds like it's over my head. It's too, it's too much. Like I can't do it. Those are the things you go attack. That's what successful people do. They go attack those things that they're afraid of and they get that fear out of their life. So that, that would be my ending thing is, 
you know, if you're afraid of virtual assistants, if you're afraid of, of video marketing, if you're afraid of automation, attack it. And also, there's a lot of resources and all these groups that will help you attack it, that will fight with you side by side to help that fear go away. But don't just put your head down. That's the last thing you should do. Don't do nothing. Don't get analysis paralysis. Bam. Nicholas, what you got closing it up, buddy? Anything? Um, hmm. You've said a lot of great things. So if you don't really have anything, I mean, for real. I, I think... I think we're good. I, I mean, I think I think what what we said is need to be said. I think that the theme of this of today is you know you have to build the infrastructure and you have to you can't neglect the process because the process is what makes the product. You want a great business, have a good process. You want good marketing, have a good process. You want a good life, have a good process. I just I just think that the process is something that is something that we need to focus on more in 2019. Absolutely. And so in The Great Separator, I talk about data people process and why I'm really excited to talk with you loyal listeners over the next coming weeks and coming months is the fact that I've had to talk a little bit about The Great Separator, but I had to keep it in the closet. And I had to keep it there because I wanted to- Come out of the closet, Cash. Yeah, I'm coming out of the closet. Unbelievable. Nick's already yeah, there. Yeah, great. Now, when this comes out, Nicholas is going to cut this one piece out and say, look, he came out of the closet. Nicholas, that is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny how you do that with pictures and shit. And you'll like zoom in on people. I love the idea of going back to 2012 to, to his Facebook post. That is so funny when you do that and bring back that stuff up. That is, that is, that is classic. That is, that is totally Nicholas. Like me and my family, I'm not joking with you. Me and my family, I'll be like, oh, look at what Nicholas did now. And we'll all look at what some of the stuff you do. I'm serious. <laughs> Because my wife and my boys, we just think it's hilarious. The, the, the things you can't you have doing. fun if you can't if you can't have fun. What are you doing? Exactly. You're serious. Exactly. Serious. So I've had to keep a lot of that stuff back, and now I'm able to 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 let everybody know what this great separator is. And and I think it's it, I was only able to give so much of it at innovation. I mean, I was only able to to because I number one I should we talk about that? Should we talk about that? Well, I mean, we can. I, you know, the whole 30, yeah. Yeah. You, 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 okay. You oh, so no, much. my God. I mean, oh, go my God. Minutes, you did go 30 minutes over. Okay. He is totally right. I'm going to live this down, loyal listeners, for the rest of my life when that, as long as I know Nicholas Ayers. I, at Innovate, uh, Innovation, God dang, at Innovation uh, 2019, it will go down as keynote speakers have 30 minutes to speak. Um, we have these things called breakouts, which are 45 minutes. And then we have these things called sneaks, which are 15 minutes, which the sneaks are awesome. And I have done lots of keynotes, always been an hour. Being Jason and living in Jason's world and not recognizing that there is no. other people out there. I no. did not look at or listen to the hundred <laughs> times that Nicholas said that they're 30 minutes long. And so me and Sarah and Nicholas, we prepared uh, 60 minutes. And I, I did it so many times. I was like right at 56 minutes, according to the live videos. And I walk off the stage and, and, and Nicholas kind of shakes his head and smiles and says, you were really good. And I said, wow, thanks, man. And he said, you were only supposed to be up there for 30 minutes. And I looked at him with this, like, I'm like, what? And you know, it's Nicholas, right? He always jokes. And I look over his shoulder and behind him is Brandon Smith going, mouthing, he's serious. And I'm like, oh my God. And you're like, no, Cass. And then you said to me, you're like, thank God you were good. <laughs> I was just, I will never. Well, I, and I, I think I also said, I know why uh, the, big guy. Or, uh, the big guy doesn't want you at their conferences anymore. <laughs> I, I think I know the real reason why. <laughs> 
So I'm serious, loyal listeners. I spoke at this conference for an hour, and I was only yeah, supposed the vendors, to... Yeah, the vendors were thrilled. I am so sorry. That was... They got mad at us. They got mad at us, and we said, go talk to Jason Cass. <laughs> Dude. And then Jason said, go talk to my VA. <laughs> tell him I'm Cass. I'm going to tell you, that is the... Biggest, excuse my language, loyal listeners, dick move if I did that on purpose. But that was purely, I mean, I had an hour's worth of content and damn it, I was going an hour, wasn't I, Nicholas? I mean, I was four hour, four minutes early. Yeah, I told the girls, you know, I had I had two other speakers back there waiting, you know, they were going up and I, I said, man, I said, I really want to meet Jason Cass's cocaine dealer. Uh, just, just to have a conversation with him. I just want to talk to him. Like, I don't want to buy anything. I just want to have a conversation with him. Like, uh, and then John, you know, but then I realized John Spoggy was already in the crowd. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> so no, we're having fun. We're having fun. <laughs> oh, oh, I love both. Oh, I, I love. I love everybody that I mentioned. You do. You do love them, man. We know. We know, Nicholas. Oh man, that was so. <laughs> Great. Um, so anyways, uh, where was I at? So yeah, so when it comes to the great separator, I'm, I'm excited to unveil that. And what's amazing is a part of that is process. And process has to do with a lot of the things that are happening. And, and I have to tell you, ever since, um, ever since this, me, uh, this, uh, this presentation, I, I've had people reach out to me that watched it live. And it was amazing. Some of the people that w- reached out to me, um, one of them said, I've created what your great separator, what you have in your head. And, and what's amazing is, is I met this guy, I got on the phone, I talked to him. I'm actually flying to go see him Friday um, for him to show me what he has created. And he comes highly, I think it's not there yet. I think he needs more agents to be a part of it to, to make the AI work and the, um, the data. But here's one I think I want to I end with. And, and this was the part that connected me with this gentleman. And I know this is hard for us to understand, loyal listeners, and but I, I want us to I want you to think about this. In the next five years, or maybe less, the data that your agency possesses will be worth more to you than it will the revenue of your agency. Because that data will be worth a lot of money to other people. I want you to really understand that and understand that that is where we're going. It is going to be 1000% sure the data in your agency will be worth more than the revenue of your agency. And you're going to start seeing things happening very, very quickly over the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months that as it happens, I'm going to start pinpointing those for you. And I'm going to start saying, there it is. There, there's a piece of it. There it is. There's a piece of it. And together you're going to see this. And so I really want you to take it seriously. And I don't want anybody to be scared because you're hanging around with people like me and Wes and Nicholas, and we're nobody special. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is we're people that are aware. We're people that are trying to be in the front. We're not visionaries. What we are is we're people that are trying to protect our own business and we have a love of the industry that we want you to know what we find out. And so this is all exciting news, but I want you to start thinking about that 
as you start thinking of things, not only in other industries, but as you start to see it seep into our own industry. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast, Conversations with Jason Cass. Today we had my man, Nicholas Ayers, and my great co-host who will be on the next one with me, Mr. Wesley Anderson at White Guy out of Utah. Talk to you later. See ya. Hey, loyal listeners, when you hear me say CAS certified, that means that we use them in our agency. Are you a local insurance agent looking to take your business to the next level? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS, aka Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. But like in today's world, we use these initials like it's cool because it is. It's hip. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they offer the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing market. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and the guidance you need to see your agency succeed. Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't you survive in the competitive insurance industry? Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions today. Get started today and learn more at mbsbrokerage.com. That's where you learn more, mbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified.